All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth-building market insights. Driver, and this is Bull Bear Radio. It's episode number 63, and boy, do we have a lot to cover today. Exciting, exciting. Woo! So, you know, it's Wednesday. We're taping this thing. You're going to get it on Friday. So, we we got a lot of news being made today, potentially, because today's a very, very big day on Capitol Hill. It is almost 3 o'clock. And nothing meaningful, though, has come of these proceedings that we have heard of so far, right? But, uh, you know, you got Michael Cohen. He's up there talking, right, Don Schreiber? He is. He's talking. You got, uh, you know, Mr. Powell. He's he's, he's singing like a like a canary <laughs> in a coal mine. Powell is. So you were- No, 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 oh. no, no, Cohen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, so far, nothing. I don't think we we didn't know about, right? So, no. not nothing. Nothing damning from Cohen. Although you know, uh, people were hoping for something. I think. So Powell, though, I think you got to catch some of the comments maybe earlier today in the testimony. I'm not sure if you gleaned anything from that, you know. But it would be interesting if you thought so. I mean. Hey Let man, me throw you know, something at you fast, though. Yeah, Powell's like, you know, it's, it's all good. It's all good in the hood right now. Right. Well, they have a... What a summation. <laughs> well, they have a uh, propensity to make things good in the hood. So I recently saw this statistic, and supposedly it's from Bank of America Merrill Lynch. Uh, date, range a little, date range is a little suspect, but... Since 2004, nearly half of the return of the S&P 500, which is about 150% from that point, right? Well, 70% of that 150%, almost half, comes on the day that the Fed speaks. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Like half the return from the market over the last, you know, 15 years comes from, you know, someone at the Fed, a Bernanke, a a Yellen, a Powell jawboning the market higher. Well, if they're jawboning the market higher, I mean, they Mike, also created a massive yeah. financial crisis, a huge bear market, and a huge asset bubble to follow. Well, yeah, and Chairman Powell has had his, uh, you know, day in the sun, and also is, uh, you know, standing outside it uh, in the darkness. There in in Octo- it, October fifth, his testimony basically roiled the markets. The markets went down, 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 down. Yep, about twenty percent. Uh, from uh, peak to trough, there, you know, September twenty first, S and P five hundred nineteen percent didn't hit a bear market, dude. Well, it's close enough for government work, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I see that, you know, by the uh, d- 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 the gover- folks that are out there, it's still the second longest running bull market in history. I know government employees are working. I'm not sure how uh, hard. Uh, the the uh, you know Congress is working uh, politicians. Oh, they're know, working it today, dude. They have a full schedule it? on Capitol yeah, Hill man. today they, of of grilling Powell, Cohen, and uh, you know I think the trade ambassador too is up there today too. So listen, 
Headline, just breaking news, baby. Well, Warning signs. Wednesday sirens and, uh, are going about off. 10 of 3. Yes, sirens are going Hit off. Hit me with it. Man, I'm telling you what. The yield curve, which tends to predict recessions with some high uh, probability, is screaming, shouting, just recession, recession, because, you know, yields are, you know, long end of the yields are collapsing again. We're going to got an inverted yield curve. We had twos and fives. Now it's twos and tens. Twos and tens tends to be the camel that breaks the... Uh, the straw. The, the straw. straw. That's it. That's a straw that breaks the camel's back. So that is something to just keep in mind. You know, it is, uh, you know, flashing signs. You know, I got, you know, bright blinking lights in my but, eyes. The whole deal. But, but, but. Earnings season, bro. Yeah, earnings season. Cool. Another great earnings season. Unbelievable. Much better than the experts think. Yes. Not so fast. Not so fast. 465 companies reporting in the S&P 500. Always like to tell you how many are reporting. So the vast majority, all the people. So, you know, there could be a couple of good surprises or bad ones to come. But up 11.87% on earnings and 6.34% on revenue. Better than the experts thought, right? Yeah, you bet. I mean, FactSet has a little bit different numbers than Bloomberg always. Uh, you know, FactSet was looking for uh, 12% uh, based on analysts' expectations, uh, improvement in earnings. Uh, and they've got through last Friday up 13.1. So we got a point better. Yep. And we've got six out of 11, almost, you know, a little bit more than half. No, seven of 11, you said. Seven of I, 11. I, yeah, I, I think it's six of 11. Um, are really strongly positive uh, this uh, fourth quarter over last year's fourth quarter. I mean, there's a bunch of sectors, energy, um, communication REITs. services, yep. um, REITs, healthcare. Um, communication services gets consumer, a little, Consumer a little discretionary, a you know. Because of the uh, reclassification of some companies there. So You bet. You know, that's a material difference this year over last, but still really strong. Um, so earnings stronger across the board on the S&P 500. And revenues are revenues up. Revenues are good. Revenues are up. Now, wait a minute. And the 6.34% growth is on top of last year's massive growth. Yes, and that's one of the questions I have. So, you know, the... Is data. it a question for me, or is it just a question you have? Well, well Matt, you know, we, we, you can weigh in on this. You know, the fourth quarter, I'm thinking this. You know, I'm just kind of uh, making this stuff, stuff up as I go along here. But, you know, we were really concerned about the uh, data prints in the fourth quarter. We, we had, you know, GDP falling, right? We haven't seen the real GDP number out of the government because we had a government shutdown there for a while. But, you know, uh, manufacturing and services – um, you know, growth trends have weakened significantly. Real estate weakened significantly. A lot of the economy has been really weak. Hold the phone. Check that story. If everything was as weak as the experts think, how did fourth quarter revenues beat expectations by a couple of percentage points, which in, in this case is about 30% higher than what was expected and have everything be so weak. It can't be, you know. The consumer didn't check out quite as much as everybody's afraid of. Companies didn't completely shelve all of their CapEx spending. So I think the first quarter, which everybody is worried about, FactSet has 
earnings down, negative earnings year over year, only slightly minus 2.7, revenue up like 1%, right, for the uh, first, qu- uh, first quarter of 2019 over the first quarter of 2018, right? That was a huge quarter. But I think the numbers are going to be a lot better again than the experts think. We might not get negative numbers. They might be that far off. This would be a good thing. Yeah, well, it would surprise the market. And the forecasts haven't really been revised downwards that much from where they're at at the moment. What's been happening when companies report? You know, there's three things that they report. They report earnings. They report revenue. And then they give you an their, adjustment to the forecast. They give you their forecast. Right. Right. So, you know, what's been happening to the stocks uh, based on those three things? Well, I think the ones that have been meeting expectations or exceeding expectations and their forecast is reasonable have, you know, done fairly well. The ones that have a big beat or a rosy forecast are kind of a rocket ship to the moon in some instances. And, those companies that miss on one or the other or both, and if you missed on both in terms of big earnings revenue, you, like you missed big on earnings or, or revenue or the and fo- the forecast. Or the forecast. You missed those right, three I'm things. Grouping the, the, the earnings and the revenue. Either if you missed on one of those, just one, you're toast. But if you missed on the forecast, now you're dead. Mm-hmm. It's like a downward death spiral in your Yeah, stock. there was a couple that uh, you know missed yesterday that were down pretty big. I mean, today, yesterday, uh, Home Depot came out. You know, they missed slightly. You're talking about a really small miss. Right. And, you know, the stock's down. Yep. And then Lowe's comes out with a beat yep. today and stock's up. Yep. You know, 4 or 5%. Well, so the market is really, really paying attention to what trends are in earnings and revenue what the forecast looks like, I mean, I think it's actually healthy that the market's not ignoring what's going on. They're actually looking at it and pricing stocks based on their fundamentals. <laughs> that hasn't happened for a really, a really long, long time. time. So we were saying a few weeks ago that this is more of a stock picker's environment. In fact, I saw that half, just to start the year, of active managers are outperforming their uh, passive benchmark. Yeah, you bet. And, and by the way, we're, 60%. We're just starting the year. Well, not only that, but because I, what we just said is fundamental to this storyboard, right? For the last 10 years, the Fed has controlled markets. And it doesn't matter what companies earn or don't earn. We went through a huge earnings recession which would in 15 and 16, which would normally have cratered the market by a typical bear market of 40 or 50 down. And, and the market completely ignored the fundamentals and by the, which because the Fed was in the game and was supporting the market. And which, by the way, right, plays into the passive story. Oh, yeah. Right? Because the market keeps going up. The guys who are picking the companies with the good fundamentals in an earnings recession didn't get rewarded. No. So active managers don't look as good as a passive, ma- a passive product that just follows up the when index. When you got Fed speak talking. But guess what we got now? Fed pumping oh, the market. Oh, baby. Active security selection is back. Yes. Because not only do we have the Fed supporting the market, but market participants for the first time since the Great Recession of 2008-2009, investors are actually paying attention, really, really careful attention, to the fundamentals, earnings, revenue, 
and forecast. And that's what people build their stock picking uh, programs on, just like we do. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Do you have a risk manager who is able to produce positive cumulative returns during the last two bear markets? Meet WBI's retirement income strategy. Learn more at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance is not indicative of future results. All right, and we're back. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and uh, follow us all on the social media stuff over on the Twitter and the LinkedIn. So um, anyway, back to business, okay? So, you know, we're, we're waiting on this, uh, you know, bombshell information from Michael Cohen. Uh, stocks had sold off a little bit today because of, uh, you know, potential, uh, you know, game-changing Fallout. information there. Fallout. Um. You know, and then uh, Lighthizer says, you know, be patient. We're working on a deal. It's going to be huge. There are big structural huge. changes here. I, I think so. It's huge. It's going to be huge. And huge. then, um, you know, nothing's happened with the Cohen so far. So the market's rebounded a little bit here midday. Now, you've been talking a little bit, Don Schreiber, about, okay, great. Earnings were great here, but you had a potential profit problem. Yeah, man. Profit margin. Uh, so, you know, profit margins, you the see, amount, this is a problem. The percentage of profit that you're making for each dollar of revenue, the margin yep. of profit uh, is uh, starting to contract. It's getting thinner. Right. For the first time since 2016, profit margins are looking like they're going to grow negative in the first quarter. But then again, I go back to analyst estimates are a little bit negative. Here's a couple of reasons that I think that that's true. So energy was forecast at December 31st, right? The beginning of this year, analyst estimates had energy earnings at a 75% growth rate. Uh They're actually coming in at 94%. So, (laughs) I mean, a pretty big beat in terms of that. You want to hear a good one, almost a double Communication services, that group of uh, FANG stocks, are still growing pretty darn strong, which is, I guess, why people like them. They also are doing buybacks. This is looking really good. You got uh, forecasted at 13.3 for the quarter, and it's coming in at 22.3, almost a double. Next up on the hit parade, one of my faves, where we, you know, find some good value, find some good momentum in terms of growth is industrials and 14 forecast 18 18 that's a good number for industrials sure and everybody says you know uh, manufacturing just fell off the face of the earth if that's true industrials wouldn't be up uh doing so well so i i think that there's um some uh conflated numbers in here you know sure and i i think we got to be careful about our expectations you know we could have you know a really soft quarter first quarter and the economy could accelerate. You have to realize that last year's tax effect for earnings, mm-hmm. not revenue, but earnings, comes off, right? That one-year wonder in terms of the big benefit for tax, the Tax Act, um, you know, that normalizes going into the uh, first quarter and, and throughout 2019. So the numbers, the big beat numbers, you know, 20% compounded growth rate in earnings that we experienced last year, was probably about 30 or 40% of that tax act, and the rest of it was normal earnings growth rates. This year, I can imagine earnings will continue to grow, but without that big boost from the tax effect. And instead of having, you know, 20% numbers, we're probably going to fall into the low single digits 
or uh, mid-single digits for the year. And, yep. uh, you know, that's not a bad thing on top of the big growth rate we had last year. And I think stocks could go higher. I think we could have a, an okay year. Now, if the wheels fall off and the numbers continue to deteriorate, <laughs> look out, Katie, bar the door. We won't know what the answer on this is until we start seeing, you know, uh, first quarter earnings uh, start to post in the second week and third week of April. So, a little more breaking news. Go for it, man. Chairman, Bring it to us, Chairman Professor. Powell will soon announce balance sheet roll-off plan uh, so it says, you know, uh, Jerome Powell, lawmakers, he said that he'll soon announce a plan to stop shrinking the $4 trillion balance sheet that the Fed built up as it battled to shield the economy from the 2008 financial crisis. I wonder where I heard that before. Huh. I think you said that last week on Bull Bear Radio. Yeah, man. Uh, so he said to lawmakers, we've worked out, quote unquote, I think the framework of a plan that we hope to be able to announce soon that will light the way all the way to the end of balance sheet normalization, which will come sometime later this year. And so, he's, you know, they're anticipating that at the next meeting he may uh, speak to this a little bit more. Man, more support for the market. I like that. That's a that Fed put, 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 putting coming back. Yep. He Boy, said, it's even tasting better today than it was last week. He, he said there's going to be, uh, you know, continue to uh, operate with ample, ample supply of reserves. Well, they got tons of reserves. Right? Four trillion bucks. That's a lot of dough. Uh, there is a lot of uncertainty around the actual level, but he anticipates that, uh, you know, uh, Powell told lawmakers that estimates about $1 trillion plus a, buffer, uh, plus a buffer are a reasonable starting point. Man, I'll tell you what, I think they ought to spend some of that uh, $4 trillion bucks off a, a trillion or so, throw it into an infrastructure bank, and uh, get some infrastructure spending going, man. Get the economy I, cooking. I like the idea. Man, that'll work. Know. The Fed's been doing a good job in managing it. I like the way they manage a heck of a lot better than I like the way Congress is supposed to manage through the budgetary process, which they can't seem to get you know, together on, ever, yep. ever. Yep. So... Um, We've got the profitability, you're saying. Earnings are pretty good, uh, but we might be able to move higher, you're saying. This is Fed Fed deal could be uh, uh, supportive of the market going, yeah, I going think, forward. Yeah, I think this is all about the Fed, right? So yep. everybody knows that the numbers for uh, GDP, the economic numbers, and the corporate numbers got a little soft in the fourth quarter and are really uh, – Pretty negative sentiment. It has been really negative. Now, all of a sudden, sentiment, especially in the corporate boardroom, is starting to come back. People are feeling a little bit better. You know, they're going to start doing some more CapEx. We could see, like I said, one quarter where the numbers are soft, a little scary. I think could come, with come back. this Fed level of Fed support, I, I think the market pretty much ignores it. And... I'd be surprised if we get more than a modest downward move and then it's going to be off to the races. I think the rest of the year could be really interesting. We've got trade, this super duper. I mean, you're talking about a mind altering trade deal coming, you know, from uh, Lighthizer and team, you know, Mr. Yep. Trump, Mr. Trump's team yep. uh, negotiating with China. And I think that once we get China cooking, 
you know, the rest of the world uh, is going to be easy peasy. Well, it, it might help the rest of the world. Now, the one thing that's been a lot of news about Brexit the last couple of days, because we're fast approaching the deadline, right? And there's been talk of a second referendum. Right now, the EU is like, nah, man, we want you to pay the big tax, you know, if uh, you're going to you're going to exit. Right. So we want the check, right? The check, right? The check. Right. They don't want Britain to stay in the EU now, apparently. But Britain might have a second referendum to try and stay in. When I was a little kid, you know, and you didn't have anything to do, you didn't have any toys to play with. You kicked the can down the road. That's what's going to happen here. You think so? They're going to kick the can down the road, baby. Europe really can't afford for, would, would not like to have a, a hard Brexit deal. It's bad for Europe. It's bad for, you know, Great Britain. And I don't think anybody at the end of the day really wants that. Well, I think they were hoping that they'd Both, be able to get some of that uh, business that's in the UK to come over fully to the EU. You no, know man, what I mean? Both, both the EU and Britain are slowing dramatically. They have a, they need, they have a growth problem. Yes. They don't have any. Yep. They need growth. They would be better working together and getting some growth than splitting apart. Right. Got it. All right. So, hey, look, that's Bull Bear Radio. We'll be back at you next week with number 64. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time. And there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations services and fees are in the form ADV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments, Inc.